2: Today, we are going to be exploring what to ask potential employers. Alisa is going to give some insights on experience that she's had personally with potential questions that Candidates have been asking her that she feels could be articulated in a better way or just better thought out. So, Elisa, what are the pain points here and how can we better ourselves?
1: Yeah, and I'm glad to be back talking to both of you ladies about this. One question that I get a lot is, What do you like about working here? And I think that that's a valuable question, uh, but it also has a lot of layers. And I think that it's a pretty generic question to ask somebody who's going to work in a very different department and has a very different experience. I think that when you are interviewing with a company, if this isn't covered in your interview, great follow-up questions are, what do you expect from this person to accomplish in the next six months, nine months, a year? What are those key performance indicators that this person needs to, to meet within you know, those timeframes. So you can have an understanding of what the expectations are, what benchmarks you are expected to hit as a new employee at a company that you're learning the ropes and, and getting ramped up on. I think it's important to understand what the team structure looks like. How many people are on the team? How do the teams all function together? What's the cross functionality of a team? Getting an idea of who you might be working with, who you might be expected to communicate with um, and, and getting an understanding of that role. I think it's really important for the question to be asked about what the company culture is like. I know a lot of people come to work and that's, you know, a social activity for some people and, and, having engagement with their coworkers, What potential is there for networking within that organization outside of that specific role and, and specific team? I think that's something that's important for somebody coming in at all various levels. My current employer, we have social events one Thursday out of the month where everybody can come together in the kitchen, pre-COVID of course, um, to have a, a mocktail or a cocktail and a little nibble and be able to talk and intermingle with other areas of the, the business that you necessarily wouldn't have an opportunity to do so. So I think those are really important factors. I think it's also important to get an understanding of what your interviewer likes about working within that world, within that team. I, as a recruiter, personally, want somebody to do a little bit more digging and research on the company when they're asking me a question, I do think it's a valuable question to get an idea of what the people on that that potential immediate team likes about working for the company. I wanna be specific in saying that that's a question not to ask a recruiter, but save it for the interviewer.
0: What about professional development opportunities? Is that something important to ask about as well? And when is it appropriate to do so?
1: I think it's important to get an understanding of what that potential team looks like. If I am talking to somebody who says, I'm looking as this as a stepping stone to get to the next step, that's a bit of a turnoff. I appreciate somebody being eager about an opportunity and coming in and being able to grow and develop with a team. But I think there's a difference in coming in and saying, okay, I wanna do this job, but when can I step into the next role versus what does career development and growth look like within this team? What are the opportunities to grow and develop? Making it very clear that you have a lot to learn in this role and a lot of companies have a policy that you can't move from a certain role until after a year of being in that current role. So I think it's just in how you phrase it. If you come in and say, I wanna know when I can step into that next role, That's a red flag for me. If you present it in a way where I really am interested in this company, I really want to be a part of this company and what this company is doing, is there opportunity in the long run for growth and development within this team? And what does that look like?
0: You're making some really great points about tact and being tactful and trying to get really important information in a way that isn't off-putting. So some other pieces of information that I think everybody is curious about and wants to ask when they're looking at a potential new career move are things like work-life balance, remote work, salary, expectations. How and when do you tactfully bring those issues up? Because they are pretty universal.
2: Well, and I think the timing is huge because obviously you don't want to commit to an organization in which your values and the things that matter to you most don't align in that regard because those are important things especially if you have family and and need that balance.
1: Absolutely. And could it be more relevant in the time that we are living in right now? Starting with the remote question, I think it's important to ask that question. Is this a role that can continue to be done remotely? A lot of companies don't have a date as to when they're returning into the office. So in this time, it's a very relevant question. Is everybody working from home full-time? What's the timeline for people going back into the office? Is there an option to work remotely, indefinitely, um, or permanently? I think those are all great questions to ask because one company may be setting it up that They're working hard to to get workers back into the office at the request of some employees because that's where they find that they can have that work-life balance. And then I think it's important to ask, what are the expectations? Well, these are challenging
0: things to ask. I know One of your first questions is uh, work-life balance is really important to me. How do you address that? It might sound to the employer like you're already thinking about how much time you're going to take off, which may not be the case.
1: Yes. I believe there's a tactful way of being able to get an understanding and it may not be directly asking the question. It might be, what's the schedule that this team sticks with? What kind of deadlines is the team up against? What's the the time management expectations of the hiring manager? Getting a sense of how the team works, what kind of hours the team works, because that'll be really telling. As a recruiter, I do a lot of high volume hiring for production roles for CBSN, which is a 24-7 news stream. So when I speak with people, I level set. This is a 24-7 operation. While there are strict hours that you will adhere to, there's also breaking news. So the need for flexibility is going to be really important. If I know that a team might be on the leaner side and that there's going to be a lot of responsibility placed on this person... I will be very honest about that. I don't want to sugarcoat anything to anybody. That's obviously just me and how I operate and how I communicate with a candidate. But I am hoping that that's an expectation that people do set for somebody coming in the door. That gives the job seeker the opportunity to make that decision with those facts.
2: If you see opportunity with an organization after interviewing with a recruiter or even into several other interviews in the process, let's say there isn't something potentially fleshed out in their processes in regard to any of the items that we've spoken about, but you see promise and want to continue the conversation. How do you approach those topics of potentially informing some new processes to be in place, and then after those conversations have taken place, and let's say you move forward, what do you recommend as far as um, documenting those conversations?
1: I'm a big fan of the follow-up, and this is coming from a more personal point of view, is if you are in those offer stages... Maybe there have been those conversations. Hey, we're, you know, we are working to implement some of these processes. We are looking to implement some of these workflows. Um, And it's not something that's been fully brought into the fold, but we are working on those things. I'm really excited about this potential offer. I'm excited to hear that these things are happening. Would love to get a little bit more clarity on this piece. And if there's a specific question or specific uh, concern that you might have, Put it in that follow-up before you sign that offer letter and document it that way. I think there's a tactful way of, of being able to sum up all of those conversations in an email that's a token of appreciation, a chance to get additional clarity. And then I think if you've come into a situation where you feel like a very different picture was painted and it's not the position that you signed up for, give it a little bit of time. See if things change. See if it it does become something that you are interested in continuing with further, but don't be afraid to to keep your options open. That might not be a popular opinion by some people, but I am of the mindset that you have to continue to be open-minded and open to opportunities.
2: Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout
0: out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLeanSounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, And to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll
2: meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.